0: Welcome to No Matter What. I'm Hannah Seymour, and this podcast is all about being who God created you to be no matter what, no matter your past, your current circumstances, no matter your relationship status, your career journey, no matter what life throws at you. Each episode, I invite a friend to talk about what that actually looks like, to be who God created you to be no matter what. Welcome back to No Matter What, y'all. As you know, I'm Hannah Seymour. I am in the studio today with my new friend, Jillian Edwards. Let me tell y'all all all the things that I have discovered about Jillian, and then she can correct me if and when anything is wrong, because I might have looked at Wikipedia also, and we all know that's like not the best way to go.
1: Wait, there was a terrible picture of Wikipedia. You know how Wikipedia is like, anyone can add to it? Oh, yeah. There was this picture of me like (laughs) mid-sentence talking for years, for years, and I was just like...
0: (laughs) And you just let it go, because you could have logged in probably and edited it, right? But I guess it I could have it. never
1: occurred to me to do that. But anyway, it's finally a new a new headshot. Not think that, that matters at all. but That
0: is amazing. OK, well, this is what I've learned between your website, Wiki and your publicist. Um, you are Dallas girl. Yes. You were born in Dallas. I am, too. Really? Yes. Love no Dallas. Way. Love da- You know, Texans have to love Texans.
1: Wait, um, that makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> and then let's see what I learned about your fam. You have a twin brother twin who brother? I think you write and record with. Is that true? I mean, we grew up this writing is Wikipedia. And recording. This is Wikipedia Wikipedia's we, problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we definitely you know, my my whole family grew up, you know, writing and singing and recording yeah. together and stuff. Um, we haven't, I guess, officially recorded together okay, on, okay. on yeah. you know, in the last few yeah. years. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Um,
0: but it's on my bucket list. That's so fun. I have love when families collaborate. And I mean, we'll talk about it later. Like you got a big old music family at this point. Um, You have two big sisters. Yes. And then, of course, your parents. Yes. You went to Baylor. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because I think, did you move to Nashville right after college?
1: Right after, like okay. days after.
0: So I, I don't honestly know if we met, but... I think you were working with Chris August at the time. Yes. And my very best friend was dating Chris at the time. And so anyway, so we, we like learned about you because of that. And I think we went to see y'all play, um, at the Indigo hotel at like some round, Ah, but we would like hear, like we'd come over and Chris would be like, Oh, let me play like what Julie and I did today. And like here, um, would that have been galaxies and such?
1: I feel like um that would have been head first.
0: Okay, okay, yes. okay. Yes, that's right. That's right. Anyway. We did
1: galaxies and such as well, but we okay. did that one in Texas. Okay. first, Yeah, I'm like yeah.
0: I don't feel like that timeline adds up. Anyway. So, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it was funny cuz even I was as I was like looking over your bio, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, galaxies and such. I moved to Nashville in 2010, which is that would have wow. been about when you 20 really 11? close.
1: I graduated um, May in two thousand eleven and I okay. moved here a few days later. In, in twenty
0: eleven. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I had heard your music until meeting Chris. And then Chris was like feeding us obviously galaxies and such and then the new stuff y'all are working on. No but like for way. me, galaxies and such is like you know how there's just some music that just takes you right to a place and time in time and you're yeah. and am like that yes. album literally does no that for me. Way. Like just like Hannah. my beginning years in Nashville. I know. No I know. Anyway. That is crazy. I know.
1: Thanks so for fun. telling me that. Wow.
0: Well, wow. Yeah. So fun. Hey, look, I I mean, people who are listening to this, they, they're like, Hannah, stop saying this. But I am such a huge fan of women who are like using their gifts and skills and doing it in a way they're sharing it with other people, blessing people because of how God's blessed them. And so anyway, like I'm like, yes, let me, let me cheer you oh on and champion you on. And anyway. I
1: so appreciate so, that. So
0: That's yes, yes, yes. Okay. What else do I, what else have I learned about Julian? Okay. You are married to Will Chapman yes. who, if y'all don't know, Stephen Curtis Chapman's son also the drummer in Colony House. Yes. And then they got have it. a got it. they have a sweepy little girl named Willow Faye. Yes. And okay, since 2009. I think this is right cuz I had to like edit some of this too. I think Jillian has <laughs> released 5 albums. Yes. Galaxies I and such, right. Headfirst, we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh Daydream. Yep.
1: Mm,
0: this is already wrong. All my Christmases, mm-hmm. you have covers. Uh-huh. It's five. Well, and then now Meadow Meadow. that just came out in May 2020. And now you're working on, and this was nowhere on the interwebs, but I know this. (laughs) You're working (laughs) on a new project with... Ellie. Yes, Ellie Holcomb. Yes. 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 And what is that? It's called The Dailies, maybe? The Dailies. Yes. Yes. It's
1: so much fun.
0: So you were just doing all the things. I want to hear more about The Dailies later. (gasps) But... We got to dive in because I'm taking too long already. I, as I was reading about Meadow and this new album that, I mean, this is the first time you have put out new music in like five years, Mm -hmm. new original music because you had your covers album, which is super fun. Mm -hmm. And a quote that I read, you talking about Meadow It says the first time I felt an urgency and a vision for what my next collection of songs would be, my heart was filling up with songs that were a response to both faith shaking moments and faith solidifying moments in life. Mm -hmm. I've seen circumstances bring suffering and pain, but I've also seen healing and hope in those places. I wanted to give language to those moments. And I just love that when I read it because I'm like, that is literally what the show is about. Mm -hmm. It's about having folks share seasons of pain and suffering and loss and hardship because it's in those seasons that we get Mm -hmm. to experience healing and we get to hang on to hope. And all of these like really beautiful, amazing things about the Christian walk, they kind of only come out of seasons Mm -hmm. of pain and hardship Mm -hmm. I mean we can we can understand love and hope and join all these things to an extent but I don't think we really get to like be bathed in the depths of it until we experience Mm -hmm. things we don't like
1: absolutely
0: so Tell us what, (laughs) what is a, what is a season in your life where you, the, the premise of the show is no matter what. So will you be who God has created you to be no matter what? Will you serve him no matter what? Will you trust him no matter what? So tell us about a time where you feel like you really started to grapple with those questions.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if you're a human and you're alive and you're breathing, then you are going to experience suffering of some sort. Yeah. Grief of some sort, ache, an ache of some sort. Not that you have to be a person who's gone through a specific story that you can even articulate. You know, we all have different stories of of suffering and what each of our roads have looked like. I think my particular road, I don't necessarily have something that I can articulate that an event that happened to me. And I think in case someone happens to need to hear hear yeah. this that you know even if you don't have a story that you necessarily can like maybe you don't feel uh, I feel silly saying this but maybe you don't feel qualified to necessarily say this was a loss I went through or yeah. this was a hardship or this was a tragedy and maybe you you know there's Plenty of us who have gone through things that are clear yes. tragedies, yes. Clear, you know what I mean? But if you are alive, then you are here in this broken world, yeah. and we all run into loneliness of the soul mm-hmm. and just questions of the spirit that I don't know are at tension with yes. this world, you know yeah. what I mean? So, for me, what comes to mind most, you know, recent impactful season that I went through of, you know, sort of questioning God and being in this ongoing conversation Mm -hmm. with him. Like, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Was the season leading up to recording Meadow, which is the album you're talking about. And it's, so like you said, I went through a time period where I didn't release music for a handful of years, Mm -hmm. five ish years and before that 5 year window i would release music every couple of years like mm-hmm. it's sort of a normal album cycle yeah. even for independent artists like me like no record label or anything like that it's kind of like a normal pattern is release music tour, tour. that music release music again yep. you know what i mean yep. so that's kind of what i did you know throughout college and my first you know handful of years here in nashville And then just through a series of healthy circumstances, I just moved toward taking the artist hat off and putting songwriter hat on Mm -hmm. for a while. And I, you know, moved to Nashville and was still recording and releasing music and touring. But then I slowly was starting to learn about the songwriting side of things. And I kind of just focused on that. And it wasn't as much about, you know, what do I have to say and what's my music and, Mm. you know. You know, I wasn't um, pursuing touring as much, you know, just gradually over time. So that was sort of step one to, you know, entering in this different season of kind of slowing down on the music front as far as publicly. I entered into a publishing deal, which I had to I had to write music, but it was not for myself, if that makes sense. It was for and I'm still in that and still love doing that kind of music for TV and film. But um I promise this all has a point and and, and all <laughs> I'm with you and I'm, is I'm all you. part of this season. But anyway, I started just focusing on that, writing songs not necessarily for my own heart mm-hmm. and and got married and then we got pregnant and then motherhood. Yeah. And You know, that's a shift within itself of like, what does career look like before motherhood and during? And so I was asking all the questions that come with that. And so before I knew it, Faye was one, and it had been years since I had really uh, released music that my heart had to write and Mm -hmm. had to share, Mm -hmm. which the earliest music like Galaxies and such Mm -hmm. and, you know, things like those earliest days of releasing music, it was always just the reason for writing the songs was because I had to, and yeah. because I I wanted to share it with people, and it it was healthy for me to write that music, and it was just sort of like part of my life. Yeah. And and so I think just over the years it kind of shifted into learning other ways to write music and other reasons to, and also just learning how to make it sustainable yeah. as a as a career. But anyway, before I knew it, Faye was one and I, you know, still was writing for my publishing deal, but that was the only thing I was doing. Uh And I just started realizing, like, I have this sort of ache in me to, like, I felt like I had this calling with music Mm -hmm. still. It's always been a clarity of calling that I've had since I was really little of just I want to sing, and I want to mm-hmm. write, and I still had that in me, but for the first time, it was like, something's missing mm-hmm. here, and I don't know what's next. I don't know. I know I want to keep releasing and writing music, so I had this desire, but I had no answers for the desire. Mm-hmm. It felt like, A, how do I even do this as a mom now? Like I I love being home with her. Mm. I love it. There are struggles that come with that, of course, but still, you know, the majority of my time is spent at home with her. And I'm so thankful to get to do that and just sort of we day by day sort of figure out how to, you know, make our work happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I just I didn't know, you know, how music was gonna look as a mom and now that she was one and I sort of was like coming out of the fog of like first time mom, you know. And I was just wondering how is this gonna look and be what do I even want it to look mm-hmm. like? Um, I had been writing. It's so funny that singer-songwriter is a genre on iTunes. But it's like <laughs> singer-songwriter, there's Christian, uh-huh. there's rock, there's pop. And yeah. I had been in the singer-songwriter yeah. genre.
0: Wikipedia says you're folk and pop. Folk and pop. Uh-huh. Oh, Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, Inter- that's uh,
1: interesting. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. Um, But... Yeah. So all of my, you know, records in the past have been, you know, they've been sort of sprinkled with like prayerful songs Mm -hmm. and songs about my faith, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them have been relationship songs. And I've always felt a freedom in that. I've always felt just a general calling to music and that God delights in all of it. Yes. And so I've never felt pressure to categorize or put lines on, you know, what I should and shouldn't write about and stuff like that. Just always kind of been like, God, you do your thing with all of it. And I'm just here. But I started to think about what music do I want to make from here on out? Or what do I want to make next? And like I said, when I had been recording the pattern of releasing albums the last, the years before the gap, I always, you know, released music every couple years, and I always had a vision for what songs to do next Mm -hmm. and what I wanted it to look like, and I didn't have any of that. I Mm. had zero vision for what kind of music I wanted to do next, zero vision for how to do it, zero vision for who to work with, just I had no team around me, Mm -hmm. no management. I've never had, really never had management other than one brief brief time like over the years for a short period and now I do and that's part of the provision of all this but anyway I was just I had this like sad heavy feeling Mm. and it was kind of like man I I love being a mom so much and this the calling to be a mom in my life Mm. feels exponentially higher than my the calling I have for music but but that calling is still there, yeah, and I st- it needs yeah. my attention. Yeah, so I just started over a series of a couple of years through that point, starting from there, just asking, asking God what was next, and you know, I even remember when I first started feeling like an urgency to pray for what kind of music I wanted to do next, and then I was like, I am going to devote this whole next month. I want to pray every single day about yep. this specific calling yep. and like God will give me an answer yep. at the end of the month or oh, by girl. the end of the you're month. You're speaking my like, language.
0: I'm like, if I do X, on. Y, Z and I get intense about
1: it, like I, got com- I commit show up. this I know he is. month to you <laughs> and like, I'm only going to be praying about this, this month. <laughs> like where, what kind of idea is that? I, I mean, like, I I'm sure God you. was like, it's so sweet. Precious. Like, and I love so you. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're
0: going to come to me every day for a month.
1: And I remember it was November. It must've been. And. I, you know, got to the end of the month and felt still like, nope, don't know. Uh Still don't know. Uh But it was a sweet month of asking, you know, and he was there all along and I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like he was giving me the silent treatment. I just felt like it was, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know when Mm -hmm. you need to know. Yeah. I just, I'm such a person who loves and almost makes clarity an idol or at least in that yeah. season of my yeah. life. Like, God, if you would just give me clarity, yeah. then I'd be fine. Yeah. But but the thing is, is faith shows its most beautiful side yeah. when there is not clarity, yeah, and you're right. just taking another step and another step and yeah. another step, and that's how it felt. Yeah. So I didn't get my answer <laughs> at the end of that one month that I decided to specifically set aside, but there were just a series of several months of, praying and asking and just being open to conversations with other people in my life and asking for their wisdom and just thoughts and their prayer and, and being open to trying something new maybe. And I don't know. I just felt like I kept, it was unclear and it was very foggy until it wasn't, mm. I don't know how else mm. to put it, but anyway, for the first time in my songwriting musical career, I felt like this next, through a series of conversations and prayer and months and months of that, I finally got to a place where I felt like I was having the conversation with my new manager who was just a godsend in all this time. And he was saying, you know, we can help you do what you've been doing, which is this Nashville singer songwriter Mm -hmm. genre type of thing. Like he was so kind and just like I love what you do. And if that's what you want to do, like, we will pursue that. But then he said, But I could really see you flourishing in the faith based music space. And he started talking about, as he started talking about women's conferences and sharing my story with other women and just getting to talk about my faith. Mm -hmm. And I started imagining myself playing more shows where they were more central to conversations about faith and conversations like this. Yeah. And as he started talking about it, I felt my heart just leap, like rising up. And I've been a follower of Jesus for a long time. And it's it's not like I had a change of like, now I'm gonna <laughs> now <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be, yeah. you know, write songs about God. And I right. wasn't before it right. wasn't like a I'm the same. Yeah. But for the first time, God refined my calling hmm. in music to now it's time to specifically write about you and me hmm. and I've never felt that before so that's kind of where he brought me and I I felt like as soon as I felt like a yes in my spirit hmm. it's like I said yes before I could even picture like god I've never even like really tried to write in that way and I'm kind of intimidated by it. And like, I don't know, maybe there's a a fear in me and a pride in me that a stigma of, I don't know how to explain it because it's, it's ridiculous, but a stigma of Christian music Uh and kind of the standard that you're held to and not held to. And I felt like fear and pride, (laughs) were not good reasons to yeah. not move forward yeah. with writing about my faith. Yeah. And so once I realized those were the main reasons, uh-huh. it was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's not yeah. legit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I need to just brush, like work past those. So I felt, you know, God pulled me towards a yes in writing about my story with God and I didn't know what that would be like for me because it's, it's always felt so natural for me, all the music I've written up to this uh-huh. point. But I don't know how to explain it. It was just like a, lots of questions, lots of uncertainty, months and months of what's next. Like I yeah. feel something coming. I feel called to something yeah. in music, but you got to give me some direction yeah. here. And just at the right time, he provided people to work with me. He provided my husband to help encourage me in it. And he provided, most of all, the songs and the desire to bring increased intimacy with Jesus, with yeah. the people who hear them, which yeah. that's been my prayer for all the music I've ever written, hmm. is for God's spirit to fill it up and do whatever. Yeah. But for the first time, I felt like I want to write songs that nourish the faith of mm-hmm. of God's mm-hmm. hungry children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's been my catalyst for Meadow for this record and goodness that was a really long roundabout way of saying no. the season that led up to it felt yeah. like a
0: It was in no matter what season requiring. And, <laughs> and I I really appreciate the way you set that up because I think a lot of people well a lot of people do have these like very intense um, events or circumstances that it is, it is a story and this mm-hmm. happened and then this happened, this mm-hmm. is the climax, you know, but a, a lot of us also don't. Mm-hmm. And, and we still all have these quote unquote, no matter what seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can identify with, I mean, I can, with what you're saying of mm-hmm. just a season of like, there's something in my heart, there's a longing, there's an ache, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. And I'm confused and I'm looking to the Lord for guidance, but he's actually not telling me. Yeah, <laughs> And I think at least for my personal journey. So many of those times, while the Lord always hears, I mean, David gives us the psalm that says, I love the Lord because he hears my prayers. Mm -hmm. He hears us. Um, You can be certain that the king of the universe, the creator of all of this, hears you. He doesn't always give us an answer right away. Or the answer right away is like, wait. (laughs) That's the answer he gives immediately. And at least for me, I think a lot of those seasons where the Lord is there, but not giving me clear direction. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more about me aligning my heart with his, the Mm -hmm. the like, I'm going to pray every single morning at this time for a month. And then, and like the Lord, I know you're going to show up and he does show (laughs) up, but he doesn't give me clarity in the way that I think he should 30 days later. But the clarity or the, the result of that process Mm -hmm. for me is, is a greater intimacy with the Lord, a greater alignment between my heart and desire and his. And I think, which that's the goal. Yes. Of that's, life. <laughs> yes. Well, and it, the other yeah. thing I kept thinking as you were talking is I think as women and maybe men too, but I was like, I'm like, I don't really know what it's like to be a man. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But I think women who love the Lord, I think our, our greatest desire is to be where he wants us to be and to know that he's with us. And I mean, we're so desperate for that. The amount of like DMS or texts I get, it's like, how do I know if this is, I have this idea or this Mm -hmm. thing that God put on my heart, but Mm -hmm. did God put it on my heart? Mm -hmm. And is this, Mm -hmm. and I just want to be where the Lord wants me to be. I just, I just, if I'm supposed to be a full-time mom and just stay home and just do that, that's, if that's what God wants me to do, then I'm hundred percent in yeah. if he wants me to have a career as a singer songwriter, mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. CCM artist or, you know, I, I want to do that. And I, I think we're so, we long for that. We're so desperate for that. And I think a lot of the times the Lord is like, you're exactly where I want, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if you choose to be a stay at home mom, great. Mm-hmm. And if you choose mm-hmm. to go have this other career, great. Like I yeah. am with you. I'm in yes. it because I wired you to do mm-hmm. both of those things. Yes, and
1: exactly. And that time, like I look back on that, Time leading up to the clarity moment yeah. of this is what I want to do next, and this is what's next, and oh, this is all making sense. I look back on that time of even that month where I, you know, was like, "Yes, this is gonna, this is how it's gonna work." Yeah. And I'm gonna, but even outside of that month, the, the time around that, just questioning and asking God, I really think He looks back on that time as precious with yes. me, you yes. know, and just like the tension of i don't know what's next but i want to do what you what you have for me and i have this longing and it's like i love hearing you talk about that because it it makes me realize how precious of a time that was Mm. and even though i wanted answers and i wanted Mm. to know what was next and like we're always in love with with what's next yes you know but he just was there with me and like You know, being so gracious to me, if I had had direction any sooner than I had gotten it, I mean, I got to have, I don't know, just, there's so many sweet provisions of just, you know, that, that first year at home with Faye and like being totally in mom land and, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I still am in mom land, but, um. (laughs) I don't know, even though I had that heaviness that started to come and, and the question that started to come mm-hmm. of what is this longing and yeah. what do I do with it? Like what a sweet time right. to just know he was with me and to know he was even like, I'm so glad you're coming to me. Yeah, Like I'm not going to tell you, girl, right now.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to get you there. And but, this, season, yeah. this season matters too. I think that's the other thing. A lot of times we see seasons of waiting especially when you don't even know what you're waiting for Mm -hmm. that they're in vain. It's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. But again, I, I mean, I think that's some of where God's like specialty comes in, is in the seasons of waiting. Yes. And, and I just think in general, it's, I mean, we have, we don't have an eternal perspective. We generally don't have spiritual lenses Mm -hmm. on. And so, I mean, we're just, and it's just where we are. We're human. We're flesh. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, I need it now. I'm like mad that Amazon is late on my delivery. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But I think the seasons of waiting, I think we'll get to eternity. And it, I mean, if we even look back on our life here on earth, I don't know. Yeah. But if we do, I think we'll see those seasons as the seasons where they were really the most fruitful and so God fruitful, used the most yes. and, and how vital those were to all the other seasons and places. I just want to interrupt this conversation for a second to tell you about my 25-day Bible study guide in Philippians. In Philippians, Paul teaches us that joy comes not as the result of external conditions, but from internal confidence that God is at work and in control. And I don't know about you, but I need that reminder that my joy comes from my internal confidence that God is at work, that He's in control, that He is always good, not from my external conditions. I would love for you to join me 25 days in Philippians this month. You can learn more at hannahseymour.com or check out some of my other 25 days in Bible book plans. Okay. So you talk about, you kind of finally had this moment of clarity as you're talking Mm -hmm. with your manager, lots of conversations and prayer and all that stuff coming to a culmination. What I want to hear about is the first time then you sat down to write your first Christian song (laughs) and was it by yourself and was it with co-writers and and that I mean because I I think those are two very different it's like one thing for everything to come together and you go Mm -hmm. okay Lord this is what you want me to do and then the next time you actually like do it for the first time tell us about that
1: totally well for me it wasn't necessarily the first time I sat down to start working on the actual music Mm -hmm. it was more that as soon as I said yes a flood of like overall vision for Mm. it. Like just wanting to like envisioning people listening and their souls Mm. like finding rest Mm. and through only the work of the Holy Spirit through the music. And so it was more like I just had a time of exploring songwriting by myself just sort of would give myself a few hours to go. You know, the last few years co-writing has been my, you know, main vehicle for writing songs. Yeah. So working with other people um, for TV and film, that's kind of just how it works in yeah. the city. Yeah. Um. So it was, it was also just a really sweet and unhurried time to allow myself to be alone
0: mm.
1: and write and mm-hmm. kind of remember, what do I sound like again? And yeah. what do I want to say? Like yeah. me, like this is not an assignment for a specific Commercial Or brand or a character in a TV show yeah. like, This is me And just yeah. to I just gave myself Hours upon hours As much as I could With with okay. a Baby Girl um, So I, maybe not hours upon hours, upon hours But <laughs> as much as I could I would sneak away to the studio And um, play piano Play guitar And just let myself write Not finished songs Just yeah. bits and pieces line A line here and there Right in my journal pray sing something tons of voice memos on my phone of just fragments of melodies and so i just let myself have space to prayerfully sing mm-hmm. and create mm-hmm. and it was really just like quiet times with god just yeah. elongated so it was yeah. just really sweet to have that time and and to kind of validate it, it sounds weird but as like this is this is part of my work mm-hmm. like this, like no matter what line of work anyone is in as a follower of God, like quiet moments with God fuel the direction of our lives. And for for me in this creating period, it was like couldn't be more clear, like the two are directly connected. Yeah. Like, yeah, my prayer life and my songs are more directly connected than ever. Yeah. Because my prayer life, you know, was just the palette for all for these songs, yeah. you know, and the conversations with followers of Jesus in my life and people around me who were carrying heavy things. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I that's really what I think of the the first moment of working towards this album was more like just fragments of songs here and there yeah. and just like letting it be kind of unhurried yeah. and. And then uh, bringing all those little snippets to wonderful, wonderful writers who I worked Mm -hmm. with for this record and sort of brought in these little snippets. And it's so great and cool how God makes us better with other people (laughs) because I need other people. Like I love bringing in just a little thought to a songwriting session and Mm -hmm. letting the other person make it better yeah you know yeah and I feel like that's what happened with all these songs and um so yeah it was a period of a few months when the songs sort of would come to fruition but
0: okay I want to talk to you about success and what that looks like you're in an industry that is obsessed with success Mm -hmm. and success is defined in a thousand different ways and we have like very concrete accolades like You know, songs are charting in certain Mm -hmm. places. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, you have all these film and TV cuts and well, one, as an independent artist, Mm -hmm. success can look different than Mm -hmm. like what a a label, you know, on top 40 radio looks like. But also, I think as a believer, our definition of success I think it should look different. Mm -hmm. What has your relationship with the idea of success looked like over Mm -hmm. the years as you've grown as a songwriter, as an artist, as you've grown just as a woman of God, all those things like how do you define success? How have you grappled with it? Mm -hmm. Um, What what does that look like for you?
1: Yes. Oh, I love that question. (laughs) I love that question because it's so clear, like you were talking about earlier, where you know, he said, that's the goal is to know God. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. As a follower of God, like, is it Paul? It's like that I may know him, yeah. you know, that I may know him better. Yeah, You know, I wish I knew these references better, but you know, that the eyes of my heart may be enlightened so that I may know him better. Mm-hmm. It's like just to know him, yeah. just to know Jesus is, when I really am remembering what is important, that that is what it is. Right. Like just right. only right. to know him. But he put us in this world uh-huh. and I do want to do things excellently and I want yes. to use what he's given me. I want him to use the spaces where I don't have anything to offer. Yes. and And, you know, he, you know, even the, things that he has given me, quote unquote, it's like, that's nothing to offer, only that he would fill them up. As far as success, I think it's a tension. Yeah. Because we are here yeah. on this world, yeah. and we do, we know that we are citizens of heaven, yeah. and we know, I know that I am God's beloved little girl. Yeah. I know that's who I yeah. am. And I, when I am quiet with him, And walking through my day with him when it's not quiet and when there's a million things going on in both of those categories, I know that only to know him and to walk with him and to acknowledge him, like there is where peace is and there is where joy is. And there's no like what's next except for I want more of you, God, and I want... I just want to know more of you. I yeah. know there's more and And so for my spirit, you know, if I could hang on to that version of mm-hmm. success yeah. 100% of the yeah. time. Um I have glimpses of that, but
0: but there yeah. is an element to I mean cuz I I wrestle with this myself. It's like You know, I'm an author. So the success of a book, and I mean, it's really clear, just like music is, it is very measurable how Mm -hmm. many units are sold. so true. Um, This podcast, it's Mm -hmm. very measurable how many people are listening, how many people are downloading. And I know, and something I felt like God really impressed upon me when I was writing my first Mm -hmm. book was your job is to obey me. I've put these words Mm -hmm. on your heart. I've given you the experiences and skills to Mm -hmm. do it. You're going to write this book. Yeah. I, the Lord, am in charge of its success. Yes. So if it hits New York Times bestselling list, that's on me. It's not on you. You were just yes. obedient, and your job is done once yes. you've been obedient. If oh, only 10 that. people buy it, that's on me too. And for whatever reason, that's what I've decided is best. I like, love that. Um, but love that. it's still a... That's still a struggle because I'm like, yeah. well, but Lord, why did I put all that work in for 10 people to buy my book? Yes. You know, and I mean, thank God more than 10 people yeah. bought. My first yes. book. <laughs> but if, if only 10 people had, I have to be, I mean, I've made up my mind. Like my job was the obedience. Actually just recently heard Annie Downs say, and I thought this was so genius. She said she celebrates the night before a book launch mm-hmm. because her part's done because she did what God asked her to do. The week where we see what list it hits and what reviews it gets yeah. and how many, you know, total sales first week, all that, that's the Lord's. And we can celebrate all those things and we should. I mean, yeah. I think I I am definitely a, like the discipline of celebration is so important. I think we need to celebrate mm-hmm. all the things. But your part, your part's done the night before the album drops I or the or whatever, whatever you whatever someone's created. Yes. Um, I love that. But still, I think I think it's for the believer who we've all been given unique gifting and skills Mm -hmm. and God wants you to use that Mm -hmm. for his kingdom on this planet during this lifetime. And so it's our job to be obedient to that expression of who he is in you. Right. Absolutely. Um, And then on the flip side, I think it's just like the daily wrestle of what does it mean? It's a
1: wrestle. It totally is. Yeah. And obviously I, of course I, you know, the day an album comes out, I'm checking, how's it doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what is it? Yeah. So, uh, so silly to say it out loud. Like, what playlists is it getting on? Oh, I know, on or but what, I know. Who's listening? Who, it it know, matters like, in the industry.
0: Yeah. Does yes. it matter in God's kingdom? No. You're right. I mean, right. May, I don't know. I don't understand mm-hmm. that so quickly. Maybe it does yeah, in the yeah. way that he uses it, but. Mm-hmm. It's, the thing is,
1: is it's not the all defining no. thing. And you're right. It's the obedience where, Oh, I just love hearing you talk about that because I resonate so much with it yeah. about like this album was an act of obedience yeah. and, and that's why it exists. Yeah. And the fruit, if the only fruit was that I experienced that, that with God, obedient. that that's is right. enough. That's right. But God, please use yes. this for your kingdom <laughs> yes. and like whatever that looks like. And I would yeah. be lying if I didn't say I wanted Um, worldly success, right? You know, right? Because so that is so measurable. Yeah. And don't we just want to be told we did a good
0: job? Yeah. I was gonna say, we want to be validated, (laughs) you know? I mean, I think because even that, I think that like idea of worldly success, I mean, yes, we all want money to like live comfortably Mm -hmm. and to be generous and Mm -hmm. all of these things, but we, but I really think it comes down to I want to be validated. Yeah. And I want my, the measurable things to, Mm prove like she is a good author Mm -hmm. she is a good Mm -hmm. podcaster she Mm -hmm. is a good bible Mm -hmm. teacher like Mm -hmm. but that is not how the lord works
1: (laughs) at the same time i don't think it's shameful right to like to want something to do well yeah like i actually think it's awesome and how god made us to want to excel and want to do something well and want to provide a service well um I think it, when it gets sticky is the is my identity in that yeah, outcome totally, or not totally. Have you heard Jamie Ivy's new book UBU? You know she talks about what is success and what if instead of saying do I have a successful life or am I successful what if we ask instead am I faithful? Oh, yeah. And it's like that just yeah. boils it all down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's exactly what you're saying about obedience. Yep. Yeah. And So that kind of articulates it really That's good. like short and sweet for me is am I faithful? And that's the question of my success. Like, am I faithful with what God is giving me right now in the season, in this season with the answers I have and with the answers I don't have, with the questions I have and with the, you know, clarity and with the not clarity, like what am, am I being faithful with what he's given me right here
0: today? Yes. And in all the ways, not just like mm-hmm. faithful in my, the expression of my career, but right. faithful in my marriage. Faith, yeah. I mean, not just too obviously like faithful in your marriage, but like I'm being faithful as I'm being the wife God has called me to be. Yes. Am I being faithful to the mom God has called yes. me to be? To the friends that yeah. God has put in my life. All the,
1: all the callings, like yeah. the calling of
0: who like you are and who where you, you are. are specifically. Yeah. 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 Um, That's good. Totally we always talk about scripture on this show. Was there a certain passage or a story or something that, that just really spoke to you during your season of wrestling with what is this longing and aching and Lord, what do you want me to do and what's my calling? And
1: so this is something that I wish maybe had been written on my mirror. Sure. And I saw it every day. I love that. (laughs) I kind of want to read this. a few verses and then tell you which one I'm really talking about because it's all just so good. So this is starting in verse 16 of Isaiah 32. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness live in the fertile field. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places in secure homes in undisturbed places of rest. Though hail flattens the forest and the city is leveled completely, how blessed you will be, sowing your seed by every stream and letting your cattle and donkeys range free. So huh, it's the part about the donkeys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, it really spoke to me. <laughs> but but this um, verse 20, how blessed you will be, sowing your seed by every stream. Mm. What I love about that is sowing your seed by every stream it makes me realize that the people of God like if I am fully walking in my identity as God's beloved little girl mm-hmm. like the way that I look at my daughter like my baby girl my angel yes like if I can love her so crazy much the way I look at her like how does God look at all of us like yeah. it's crazy but if if I walk in that identity of how of how God's looking at me and who I am in him, then it would be my joy and my delight to plant a seed along every stream I come to. And to me, the stream is Jesus, you know, the river of life. As a follower of God, as his beloved, it is my joy and privilege and my delight to plant a seed, faithfully and to not know what it's going to be Hmm. and I don't know it it doesn't say how blessed you will be seeing the fruit of what you plant it says how blessed you will be sowing Sowing your your seed by every stream Wow, like the blessing is in the planting and saying whatever you want God and I'll do it like I'll plant this and like because I've had other seasons in my life where actually also affiliated with work things and having a vision, an idea for, you know, another part of my work and sort of doing all this work and planting and like my girlfriends and I have talked about this where you plant something and you're like, this is gonna be a rose. Yeah. And I'm gonna water it. And I love roses and this is gonna be a rose and I need a rose. Yeah. And then like months go by and you've been working where you're watering it and then like a hydrangea bush pops up. <laughs> and you're like you can either say, that is not the rose. Yeah was looking for a rose where yeah. you can say i had no idea i needed this hydrangea i had no idea i even loved hydrangeas yeah. Like, yeah. this is so beautiful and yeah. like this is what it needs to be yeah. and i feel like that's maybe like so childlike to no I imagine that way but i just love how blessed you will be sowing your seed at every stream it's mm-hmm. like what a privilege and delight mm-hmm. it is to show up without answers yeah into act in obedience. Yeah. Like, not only is that like just an action to plant something, but like, as a follower of God, it's like exciting. Yeah. It's like an adventure to plant and say, like, here's all my gifts, here's all my burdens, here's all my weaknesses, here's my whole personality, the parts I like and the parts I don't like, here's what I'm good at, here's what I'm bad at. And I just like give you all of it. And yeah. I, Like, I'll do the work, put my hands, like, bless the work of my hands. I commit it all to you. And, yeah, I do, like, hope it maybe looks like this, this, and this. And you can prayer and petition for whatever you want. That's right. You know? That's right. But at the end of the day, like, God, your will be done with the Mm -hmm. seed that you've given me. And and maybe it's not even, maybe I won't even see what it turns out to be. But the blessing in that verse is just so clear how blessed you will be sowing your seed. It's like the blessing is just in that act of obedience and delight of whatever you want, God. Like here here it is. Getting
0: to use what God has given you, doing the work of sowing it. And then, I mean, this literally goes back to what we were just talking about, about defining success. Yes. And I just recently had an experience. It wasn't even like a whole big thing. It was just a moment in a day. And I was processing it later with a friend. And I was like, I feel all the, just all that just happened in that little moment. I feel Mm -hmm. like the Lord was saying to me, Hannah, I'm doing something here and you don't need to see the fruit. Mm -hmm. All you need to know is that I see you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, I mean, as you your, I mean, I had not noticed and seen that, that the blood, I mean, cause I think immediately we jumped to like, oh yeah, the blessings in the fruit mm-hmm. and us seeing the fruit and getting yeah. to enjoy the fruit and experience the fruit. Mm-hmm. That's not where the blessing mm-hmm. is. And I think for anyone who is, especially for creatives, people who are creating things, we really want to see the fruit of our labor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it goes for anybody. You want to see the fruit of your labor as a parent. You want to see mm-hmm. the fruit of, I mean, Absolutely. we want, I think we're wired that way. But to know that the blessing is in the sewing, I love that. Something I've been thinking a lot about is this idea of confirmation bias about how we, no no matter what we believe, whether it's a truth or a lie, we believe something. And then confirmation bias just means that as we look at the world and go about our day and in our relationships, we are going to find things to confirm what we believe.
1: Oh, like so, selective hearing. That's right. Confirmation. So if
0: I believe that I am unlovable and unworthy of love and trusting relationships and whatever, mm-hmm. then in every relationship that I'm in, I'm going to find that. And mm-hmm. I'm going to see that mm-hmm. if I believe that I am worthy of love and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then in every, like mm-hmm. in my relationship with my husband, I'm going to, I'm going to see that when yes. he, I'm going to, I'm going to notice the times that he's caring for me and serving me and loving me. Again, to go back to the other reverse, if I think I'm unlovable, then when I ask him, "Hey, do you want to go out to eat tomorrow night and we'll get a babysitter?" And he's like, "No, I, it's been a busy week. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm I'm gonna see. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. So now I've been thinking a lot about this confirmation bias. What do I believe? What am I seeing in the world to confirm whatever truth or lie that mm-hmm. I currently believe about myself? And I now I want to take this idea of <laughs> that the blessing is in the sewing. And how can I have that? So in the forefront of my mind, because if I believe that and I, I will have a confirmation bias of where I'm like the blessings Mm. in the sewing, I'm experiencing blessing right now because I'm sewing. Yes.
1: I love that. We'll
0: see you guys. I'll update you later. (laughs) (laughs) Did, Did it work? Okay. I have two final questions for you. One Talk to the person who's listening to this that feels like they are in that season. They're in a season where there's a longing, there's an ache, there's something missing. They desperately want to know what God has next mm-hmm. for them. They've committed 30 days of prayer at 6 a.m. every day. <laughs> oh, I didn't even do that. but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh, I would just say God smiles at you mm. in, in your seeking. Yeah. And don't discount the seeking season because even when the quote unquote seeking season is over you're going to be seeking something else and he's going to be bringing you more because he loves you and it's in his love that you do not have all the answers because he so values your time and your seeking and your full attention that he may I don't know if this is too old but maybe maybe he'll withhold all of the information yep. so that because he treasures your like looking right into his eyes so much he treasures that full attention so right. much and um and I think he also delights and treasures in giving you the desires of your heart mm-hmm. and and that too absolutely but so I would say to that person oh I hope you just trust that he is so faithful in all the timing mm-hmm. And the story is so much bigger than just the longing and the lack of clarity that you're experiencing. He's providing in it exactly today, Mm -hmm. the second where you are. And by his power and by Jesus's name, like he's going to bring good things from it. And I believe he just wants to validate us over and over again. I believe Mm -hmm. he's sending love notes to all of us all the time (laughs) in all sorts of seasons. And if you are in that type of season where you're questioning what's next, or you have a longing, or you don't have the full picture that you want to have. And I believe he desires to validate you exactly where you're Mm -hmm. standing right now. And I hope that Mm -hmm. I just want my eyes to be open to all those love notes all the time. Well,
0: and see, I'm, you're saying that I'm like, this is confirmation bias people. If, and I, I mean, that's a truth, right? It's a truth that the Lord yeah. is in the details that he is constantly pursuing you, that yeah. he is constantly reminding you of his love mm-hmm. for you.
1: And if you're looking for it, if
0: you're looking for it, you will see it. Yes. If you think that God is not present mm-hmm. and he's not in the details and he doesn't care about your next step, you will find that too. Mm-hmm. One is truth and one is false. One is true. And one is a yes. lie. But it's it's what you have chosen to believe you are then going to see and confirm whichever bias you have. And so we have yes. to bathe our minds in the truth and the truth of who God is, who we are because of who he says we are, not yes. what the world says we are, but who God says we are.
1: Absolutely. Um, You're getting me so amped because it just <laughs> reminded me of I'm like this. Maybe, you know, it. it's it's a verse. But where is it? <laughs> it's like it's something like. Good comes to those who look for it or something as simple oh, as that. I don't know, it's but like, we'll find it. I, wait, I'm, maybe don't quote me on that. I'm a like,
0: bit. let's Google all the Bible verses because I can never remember the references. But the other verse that kept coming to mind that we talk about a lot on the show is the Lord withholds no good thing. Yes. And if that means that if the Lord is withholding clarity for you right now, it means it's not good for you today. Yes. He like clarity is good. <sighs> But it might not be good for you today. Yeah. And so it might not be good yet. Mm-hmm. He withholds no good thing. And
1: Oh, I love
0: that. That's good. Again, I think when we're in these no matter what seasons in the fog, we are we think this is not good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if the Lord has given it to you today, it means it's his goodness for you today. Yes. It's his kindness for you today. Okay, final question. What is one thing that you just would long for every follower of Jesus to know, to know, to believe, to understand. Mm
1: -hmm. I have a twin brother and he's like a preacher in another life or not in another life. He's (laughs) vocationally. He's not like, you believe
0: in reincarnation. Yeah.
1: He is, he is, wow. (laughs) He is, just has like a pastor's heart. He's so good with words and he brings that pastor's heart and those words into all of his work and everything he does. But what I'm saying is a normal conversation with him. You're like, wow, I needed to hear all of those things. Mm. And you said it so Mm -hmm. powerfully and with authority. And he has said before that identity Knowing, just knowing who you are in God, is the ultimate self care. And there's mm. so much self care talk. I love you know? this. Yeah.
0: And there's and I, like yeah, I like hate all the self care talk. Totally. I've had a couple of conversations on this show with folks. Uh Might have that might have been B-roll that we didn't include. Yeah. But this idea, I'm like, I really struggle with this concept. Help me because yes. totally <laughs> it's big and it's big yeah. in the in the female faith space. Totally. So like, let's talk about it. What does yeah. this mean? And what does this mean? Biblically, anyway, continue. Yes,
1: totally. Um, because I have a hard time around the language of that yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think maybe just like the calling it self-care. Yeah. Like, I think that's my yes, issue too. Like Let's call it love. something else. Yeah. But the ultimate self-care, the ultimate yeah. best thing yeah. you can do for yourself is know your identity in God is yeah. just the Knowing, like, get alone with God and ask him to tell you who you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. over and over and over again for mm-hmm. all of your days, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that comes in lots of categories, like the the big category of I'm a child of God, period. Yeah. And then me specifically, I am Jillian. Yeah. I'm a 31-year-old. Yeah. I'm a wife, yeah. I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a mom. Like, get more specific. I'm a mom who writes music and is really bad at organizing things. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just mean, like, specifically, yeah. like, not that I'm called to not be organized. I just mean your specific yeah. life. Like, we all are called to be His kids. Yeah. And then I think he made us all so unique Mm -hmm. and beautiful that we each, your specific calling is different than my specific calling. And he has, you have things you can do and give to the world that I can't do. And I have things that you can't do. And that is awesome. Yeah. And so I think just when I am at my healthiest is when I, and walking in quiet confidence of who I am in Christ yeah. only because of Christ, not because I have or don't have mm-hmm. any gifts. It's because I am made new in Christ and mm-hmm. I'm God's kid. Mm-hmm. And when I live out of that, then I can write music as an overflow of th- of that being full and i can be a mom and a wife out of the overflow of that cup being full if that cup is empty then my identity is not in the quiet confidence of who i am in christ it's looking for the success and the numbers and the measurable things to tell me who i am and if i'm operating out of that i can't write music from a place of service i can write music from a place of seeking approval
0: you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's going to
1: be two different songs. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I'm being a wife to my husband out of an empty cup, all of my actions will be to seek approval and yeah. to feel validated. If I'm being walking in my role as a wife from a full cup, first knowing who I am in Christ, then I can serve my husband yep. and not put all the pressure on him yeah. to validate yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, It is true that the ultimate, one and only best thing that you can control your own um, actions. And if you put yourself into the action of like coming to God, like quieting your spirit before God and truly seeking like, tell me who I am. Yeah. Tell me why you love me or just that you love me Mm -hmm. and live from a place of that abundance, then... You just get to like serve mm. people and enjoy life instead of seeking, seeking approval from everyone in it. Maybe that's just me, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think if that's, if there's one thing I could, yeah. I could say, I would say that's the most important.
0: I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Jillian Edwards, y'all, thank if thank you, you so have much. not listened to Meadow, go listen to it right now it will you will love it it will make you feel at rest and peaceful and you'll love it and check out the dailies as they're coming out yes thank you with ellie holcomb jillian thanks so much for being on no matter what
1: thank you for having me i love i love what you do thanks. and i love how you're using your gifts thanks. and um super honored this is so i can't believe we get to do this today i know like have, have this conversation how fun yeah it's <laughs> awesome Thank
0: wow. wow. Before you go, I want to remind you about my book, The College Girl Survival Guide. If you have a college girl in your life that you want to encourage and love on, grab a copy of this book and send it to her with a handwritten note. I wrote The College Girl Survival Guide from my 10 plus years of mentoring and guiding over thousands of college women as I helped them navigate the transition from high school through college and beyond. This book is a culmination of all of those conversations and relationships, emails, and heart to hearts, and it contains the answers to the top 52 concerns of college women today it's real it's biblically based and it's designed to help college women not only make the most of their college experience but create habits that will propel them into their 20s and beyond you can find the college girl survival guide anywhere books are sold online or if you'd like a personalized copy that's signed by me and includes an art print that she can hang in her dorm room or apartment you can buy it at hannahseymour.com